Good morning. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, it's uh, good to meet our, <clears throat> excuse me, meet our elders and to hear from them, especially at this time uh, when we have an opportunity to say thank you, thank you. Gracias Dios. Merci Dieu. Thank you, Lord. What is so great about gratitude? <clears throat> Why is gratitude a gift? We recognize it, and, and the elders talked about it as well, that there are times of difficulties and struggle. It's real. It's true. Uh, we want to be authentic. We want to be honest. And so we have the freedom to express our sorrows and our griefs. And so being grateful or expressing gratitude is not about glossing over the realities or the struggles. What is so good about gratitude? A uh, Dr. Bollmeister, who's a highly referenced researcher, has written uh, extensively on this idea that bad is stronger than good. That bad is stronger than good when it comes to our way of thinking and particularly our memories. Bad seems to be like the bully on the playground of our minds. And the enemy can use bad experiences in the difficulties of life to almost set that as our priority, almost as though that's what takes over our thinking and our way of living. So much so that when we feel that bad and difficulty uh, predominate our thinking and our emotions, we will even say we feel out of sorts. In other words, we feel like our, we're out of order somehow. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, recognizes this. He understands well before the scientists made these discoveries. And so he gives some advice to a church in Colossae. And I want to invite you to turn with me to the book of Colossians. It's in the New Testament. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. Listen to this advice that Paul gives to the church, starting in verse 12. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, Forgive each other just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 
those last three verses, 15, 16, and 17, it talks about thankfulness and thanksgiving and gratitude. It actually mentions it three times in those last three verses. Thankfulness. Thankfulness. Be thankful. It is an adjective describing what the followers of Jesus are to be. An adjective, the Greek word is eucharistos. Eucharistos, which is where we get our English word Eucharist, which we call communion. And then he says to, when we sing or when we pray, to have gratitude. A noun, have gratitude. The Greek word there is even more intriguing. It's charis, which means grace, which is actually the root and center of eucharistos. At the center of gratitude, at the center of thanksgiving, is grace. Have grace. And then finally, he says, give thanks. Give thanks. The verb. And so there is this description, be people who are a thankful people. You have grace and do this act of giving thanks. But what's interesting to me, it has always struck me as so intriguing, is that Jesus gave thanks. Isn't that interesting? He gave thanks. If you recall the episode of the fish and the loaves and the feeding of all those people. It was there that Jesus gave thanks. When he arrived on the scene to comfort Mary and Martha because their brother and his dear friend had died, Lazarus, he gave thanks. Even on the night he was betrayed, and he had gathered with the disciples. Luke records in chapter 22 that he took some bread and he gave thanks. He gave Eucharistios before the Eucharist. He Eucharists before the Eucharist. And so this describes what Jesus is like. It's what he has and it's what he does. But what is so intriguing to me, above the fact that Jesus himself gives thanks, what's so intriguing to me is the sequence, the order in which he does this. When he met, watch this, when he met and he had all these people gathered and he had a few pieces of bread and some fish, he took it and before anything else, he gave thanks. When he arrived on the scene with Lazarus already buried in a tomb, before he did this miraculous raising of Lazarus, before he did that, he gave thanks. And then when he met with his disciples in the middle of Jerusalem on the night he would be betrayed, prior to his uh, uh, capture, he took bread. And before anything else, he gave thanks. What is so good about gratitude? It is all about the sequence. It's all about the order. It's all about the priority. Gratitude, 
giving thanks establishes and it resets the order of life for us. It begins, as Jesus demonstrated, regardless of the circumstance, whether he was performing a miracle or whether he was about to mourn and be with his family, or even before in the midst of difficulty and betrayal, before he sets the priority, the sequences, he begins by giving thanks. Giving thanks, the gift of thanks, will help establish our order again, afresh and anew. It's so important to combat what the enemy is trying to do with bad being stronger than good. Gratitude speaks into that and it reminds us of the good and sets the priority of the good first. Even in the midst of difficulty, especially in the midst of difficulty, we follow Jesus when we give thanks. As followers of Jesus, when we give gratitude, we're walking in his very steps. So when we come to our time at a meal, whenever it is that we eat something, when I was in business, I would sometimes be meeting with somebody over lunch in a restaurant, a business person. Sometimes we would have a meal in a boardroom. But I will tell you, friends, as a follower of Jesus Christ, whether it was in the high rise of downtown Toronto in a boardroom, or whether it was sitting across the table from someone with a, a different background in life altogether, I would pause and give thanks. And it would change the tone of the situation, regardless of where we were. So when we sit for a meal or a snack or anything and we take a moment to Eucharist, we are joining with the Lord. We are saying, thank you, Lord. We are partaking with him. We are partaking of him in just that moment. And we are saying, Lord, we recognize that at this moment, you have made us one. And there is no Jew or Greek. There is no ethnic division. There is no age division. There is no gender division. It is through you you have made us one. Thank you, Lord. I'm joining with you in this moment. I am grateful. Thank you, Jesus, for the cheese and crackers. That's my priority. But it's so much more. We can thank him as the elders were saying we can thank him for our senses, that we can see, that we can hear, that we can taste, that we can walk, that we can talk, whatever, and some of us can and some of us can't. There's so much. Thank you that I have breath. Thank you for the person sitting next to me. Thank you for the person living next door to me. Thank you for groceries in the grocery store. Thank you for a blanket at night. Thank you for clothes that I have. Thank you that I can say thank you. Thank you that I have this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Gracias, Dios. Merci, Dios. So what do we do in this moment? I want to invite you to hone your skills uh, and develop your skills of gratitude, but it, 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 
is aided by noticing. <laughs> My doctoral thesis supervisor, Charles Stone, he's written a book called Holy Noticing, and he talks about noticing with a holy purpose. Just notice. Notice. What do you notice? Choose to notice. Notice something good. And say thank you. He encourages us. We could take out our phones and set a reminder. Set a reminder that repeats every once in a while in the day. A reminder just to say thank you for something. It can even be something. Think of this. Something that you haven't thought to give thanks to the Lord before. Something different. Set a reminder to thank the Lord. Follow in the steps of Jesus. But you know what, friends? Live stream, those of us that are here this morning. I'm going to ask the music team to play some music. And I want, us not, I want us, before we leave here this morning, to give you an opportunity to say thank you to the Lord. And so we're going to do something. If you're on live stream, you can participate, or you're here this morning. We're going to take a moment, and we're going to, I'm going to stretch your comfort zone. We're going to push our comfort zones out a bit, and we're going, to, we're going to enjoy the freedom that we have. And while the music team is playing, I'm going to invite you to say some words of gratitude and thanksgiving to the Lord. But I want you to do it out loud. You don't have to do it loud, but I want to encourage you to do it at least out loud so that it breaks the barriers of all of this and we experience our freedom. And we together, whether we're on live stream or here this morning, can say some words of thanksgiving to the Lord before we even leave. And then I will close in prayer with us. So music team, if you would give us some of that music and just even if it's just in low tones saying thank you, Lord. Find some things to say thank you for and express them out loud where you're sitting this morning in live stream this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you. Thank you.